Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, kiddo. I'm here. Oh, hi. Hi. Well, I would hope so, since you called me and said, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Called you and was like, are are we recording still? Sometimes I miss having a paperback book. Oh, really? Why? Because, you know, only half my notes kind of exported out. And then I opened my iPad to get to the chapter where I started doing notes again. And by the time we get to that chapter, it'll be closed and I'll have to unlock it again. So, you know, mm. that kind of stuff. Yes. How are you today? All recovered from celebrating Christmas yesterday? Uh, yes, I am. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and the girls, are they recovered? Everyone's sleeping. Oh, that's even better. Yes. So hopefully we can record a bunch before anybody wakes up because you know how it is. Once they wake up, they start making noise. Plus, I can't function without you. That too. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm assuming the cat didn't break anything last night. No. So follow up when I said in earlier episodes that my husband was in charge of (laughs) Christmas. So jokes on me because one of my kids got a bunny and my other kid got a kitten. Had both pets for about a week now. Mm -hmm. Kitten broke something a couple nights ago in my daughter's room. And since then, now the kitten's been sleeping in our room. I knew it would just be a matter of days before you ended up with that cat. I think actually at this point, I can just let the kitten have free reign now that we don't have that tree up anymore. Because... (laughs) When, tree with the feathers in it. Good yeah. thing you didn't have your bird ornaments on there. Can you imagine? I did have some birds on there. <gasps> Actually, when we left last night to go do stuff for Christmas Eve, he was fine. When I came home, the house wasn't destroyed. So I think we're going to start letting him have free reign at night and see how it goes. Are you sure he's safe with all the other animals? I mean, he was with all the other animals yesterday and he was fine. And right. he's, he's with them all day and he's fine. I just know I wouldn't leave a puppy out with full grown dogs because puppy energy is annoying as hell and big dogs don't like it. Oh, well, we'll, we'll just see how it goes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I okay. mean, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> he slept in the room all night with us last night with him and bear in the same room and it was fine all right just saying okay yeah so yeah so that's the follow-up to letting my husband be in charge of christmas so does that mean you're going to be in charge of christmas next year or no because i want a pony so he can be in charge (laughs) again (laughs) did you hear me ask him when i was opening my present i go where's my little bulldog puppy (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him uh, I'm still waiting for that. I'm sure you're waiting for it to be old enough to wean from the mother so you can give it to me. Mm, Yes, that's the delay. (laughs) (laughs) Sure it is. All right. So let's start on this book. The book today is Two Shots Down 
book one in the Battle of the Bulls series by T.S. Joyce. And are you going to read the blurb? Uh, yes, I can. Yeah, okay, good. The blurb is actually kind of long, so one second. Oh. Okay, it says... Two shots down is blazing his way up the ranks as one of the top bull shifters in the pro bull shifter riding circuit. He has a chip on his shoulder a mile wide and everything to prove. With a dark reputation as a cowboy killer, he has wrecked every interview he's done in his career. He's the bull shifter everyone loves to hate. And he's just fine with that, except there is one he cares about, one woman whose life he ruined, one woman he damaged, one woman he probably doesn't even know he exists. When that one woman stands up for him and the other top three bullshifters of the circuit and offers to manage them, he knows he's in for a bad time. She drags ghosts with her and they're haunting him. All he needs to do is get from event to event and buck those riders off before that eight second mark. But during the most important time of his career, Diane is tearing down his walls, and for the life of him, he can't figure out if that's a good thing or a very, very bad thing. Okay, I told you this blurb was long because I'm only halfway through. I, maybe that's enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> what? Do you have to really read the book after reading that blurb? I don't know. No. Um, it does say content warning, explicit love scenes, naughty language, and piles of sexy shifter secrets intended for mature audiences. Yeah, they should put that on the cover. Yeah. yeah probably sell more. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've read, if anybody remembers from listening before, I've read a ton of T.S. Joyce books. And mm -hmm. I really like her. Super jealous of her life and her boyfriend. And I want him so badly. Even if it's just for a week, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really surprised when I started reading chapter one because I don't think I've ever read a book where the book starts in the point of view of two shots, but he is in his bull form ready to Okay. Yeah, that's right. He's in his shifted form when the when the book starts. Yeah, and they do a little explaining of why he has his name, and it's because he gets two shots of whiskey before every event. The bull is looking out into the arena, and he sees the ghost of Tarek Walker standing in the middle of the arena. And then it said, two shots down had killed him. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. This whole book was interesting to me, the premise, because it's like a Western romance. Mm-hmm. But he's not a cowboy. He's actually the animal. Yeah. So in this world, it's apparently it's acknowledged that there are shifters in the world. He is a bull shifter. He's number three, ranked number three in the circuit. And the humans know that they're they're shifters and the riders compete. So they have this whole section of riders who have their own rankings. Mm -hmm. But then also the bull shifters have their own rankings in the professional bull shifter riding circuit that's kind of the premise of the series is the top three bulls in this circuit you kind of follow them i guess and their side of the story so you don't get the cowboy side of the story right. you get the bull side of the story yeah and we also meet the other two top one and top two 
people and learn about them. And one of them is called Quick Draw Slow Burn. Mm-hmm. And the other guy's Dead of Winter. Mm-hmm. I was kind of interested. I'm like, oh, this is going to be different. Yeah, it was different. And I liked that they shift a lot back and forth between their shifted form. And like you're saying, you kind of get their perspective from their, when they're shifted, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then you get their story also when they're in their human form. Yeah, when they're in their bull form, they can't be near one another because they'll fight to the death. And mm-hmm. when they're in their human form, they're not much better. <laughs> <laughs> they start off very surly towards each other. Yeah, they don't have packs really or clans, excuse the pun, lone wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. So one of the first things I highlighted, which kind of sets the tone for the whole book, is bull shifters weren't dainty flower picking wood sprites. They broke, punt, and ruined everything they touched. It was in their nature. And they really do. They yeah. Kind of live up to that. Good God. <laughs> yeah. And I've got to say, I've learned more about rodeos and cowboys reading T.S. Joyce than any other any other author. I'm like, You're welcome oh. for the education. I'm yes, sure she would say I, that is why I, you know, I read her and follow her because I just want more information on this. That's the only reason. Yes, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we find out about a little bit about Cheyenne. She has shown up and she wants to try to be an agent. Her name is Cheyenne Walker. Two Shots is freaked out when he sees her. He's been trying to avoid her. And I guess she used to represent, she used to be barrel she racer. A barrel racer, yes. So she mm-hmm. used to be part of the cowboy circuit side of things. And then her husband was the bull rider. That Two Shots killed. Yes. She has been gone for about three years from the circuit and she comes back and has decided that she wants to represent the top three bulls. She wants to be their agent and do better for them than what they've had because nobody's representing them. They've only been representing the rider. People have only represented the riders. And if it were not for the bulls, you know, where would the riders be? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the riders get more money, they get hotel accommodations, you know, special food, all these things. And the bulls are basically fending for themselves, getting low pay, sleeping in their trucks or their RVs or in barns. Yeah, it's Those terrible. Those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah, so after they have this event, he, they're, all the bulls are called, shift into their human form, and they're called in to talk to the manager named Rodney. And when they're in this room talking around the conference table, in walks Cheyenne. And that's when she explains that she wants to manage the bulls and what she can do for them. And Two Shots is instantly freaked out and said, you know, you can't pay me enough money in the world to be managed by her. And when Rodney threatens to drop him a rank, he's like, fine, just drop me to number four. Mm -hmm. He's pissed. He's really mad. And he walks out the door. Yeah, I highlighted something from that scene. He says, so let me get this straight. My options are to be managed by the widow of the man I killed, or I lose the rank that I've worked for years to reach. So it's kind of a forced proximity Mm -hmm. sort of thing so they have their meeting she kind of explains what she wants to do to the other two guys the other two bull shifters that are in there she gives them contracts and she says we're going to talk about the contract 
right? And she ends up walking out. Well, I think that they start fighting, don't they? Because I have a highlight from, are you on chapter five? No. Oh, okay. I'm Never mind. just on chapter three. Okay, so, then the, my highlight is further ahead. Okay, so I just wanted to say this part because I thought it was pretty funny. When she walks out the door, she had purposely parked her car next to two shots. His hood was up. He was swearing. He nodded and was staring at her. So she was just staring right back. He tells her, you know, I don't, I told you I'll get demoted a rank. Uh, so we don't have to do this. Go away. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you represent me. And he's trying to figure out why his truck won't start. And she ends <laughs> up telling him, I took the connector to your battery out. And he's just like, why would you do that? <laughs> and she just gets into her expedition and she says, if you want it back, you got to give me a half an hour to talk to you. And there's some food trucks over here and we can go over there and talk. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. She talks to him a little bit one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. before the highlight I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he doesn't understand why she wants to talk to him because he's like, I took everything away from you, everything that you lived for your husband, you know, your husband. And she says to him, and this was really surprising while they're eating at the food truck, while everybody was watching my husband, I couldn't take my eyes off of you. And he said, why? She says, I've never seen heartbreak on the face of a bull before. She was there when her husband died. And yeah, that's right. She was focused on him as her husband was dying. Yeah. And he said, why weren't you watching your husband? And she's like, I don't know. And it, he says, you don't need to apologize. Says my husband was cocky. He wasn't ready to ride you. You know, and I've been following you for three years and watching you on the circuit. Yes. So even though she hasn't been going to the circuit anymore, she's been following it religiously, basically, ever since the accident. Mm -hmm. And she tells him, I think that you could be number one in the circuit. So they end up talking and then we get to chapter five. They walk into the conference room again to start talking. Now it's her and the three bulls and she's talking to them. Now she's trying to convince all all of them to sign the contracts. I think she's kind of explaining to them about the food and the money and all the things. And Two Shots is a little more on her side now that he's had that meeting with her. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what happens, but Dead of Winter and Two Shots start fighting with one another. So there are a couple of things in this chapter that I highlighted that I thought was really hilarious. So first of all, Two Shots is late. So that's Cheyenne and the two Dead of Winter and quick draw in the conference room and she's thinking to herself he's not gonna show up and all of a sudden she hears dead of winter say did you put glitter on these <laughs> and he's looking at the name tag that she made for them and she's all they're called sparkle pens I thought, right. that, I thought that was so hilarious and so dead of winter is reading the contract and all of a sudden he slams his hand on the table and he he looks like a hot mess he's very uncapped and he goes i'm not trimming my beard and she's like you will and you'll thank me for it later you look like a mountain man who hasn't showered in three weeks as a, and he's like, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get me some of those hair growing vitamins. I'll take them religiously. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And she's all just because you want to piss me off. He goes, I'll grow chest hair. Hell, I'll grow back hair. And quick draw says, don't forget butt hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And he goes, I'm going to send you weekly pictures to update you on my hairy legs while I take. <laughs> and she's all, do you mean women's vitamins? And she, you know, she throws a newspaper at him and she goes, look at this picture of you from a year ago. Look at how hot you were. Now you look like a swamp rat. Mm -hmm. Dead of winter is hilarious. He's so funny. And yeah, he's he is. just kind of a hairy monster. Yeah, I think he's talking about prenatal vitamins. Yes. And then she goes, <laughs> is that cow shit on your shirt? And he looks at her, he looks down at his shirt, and there's some brown smear on it, and he freaking licks it. And they're like, what are you doing? And he goes, it's chocolate. I'm like, oh my god, this guy's horrible. And then in walks two shots, and his he's staring at this name tag, and that's all glittery, and he just rips it up. And she's thinking to herself, he looks so good. Mm-hmm, of course he does. Mm-hmm. He looked good in my mind. Yeah, uh -huh. I don't remember what leads to them fighting, but I loved this part about what happens kind of at the end of the fight. So they're fighting, like physically fighting one another in the conference room and she gets starts getting really upset. And so this was my highlight. It says her eyes burned with tears. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yes, I <sighs> highlighted that too. Get yeah, late girl. Quickdraw looked at her a few moments more and then shook his head, strode over to the bulls locked in battle, and yanked dead out from under two shots down. He tossed him across the room, easy as anything. Just <laughs> one handed tossed him, broke another wall. Mm. And then after that, they're trying to comfort her. Well, Quickdraw points to Cheyenne and says to two shots, she's crying. I don't do tears. Fix her. Quick draw and two shots looked at each other with frowns and then looked at Dead, who was behind her somewhere. And then suddenly a silver flask appeared <laughs> on the table beside her. Dead of Winter left it there and took his seat. His face looked like a bloody crime scene. There was a platter <laughs> of donuts she'd brought in for the meeting and two shots stopped by the snack table and collected two chocolate covered with sprinkles and a stack of napkins. Set those beside her and took his seat. And Quick draw. Well, he reached into his pocket and pulled out some lint and put it near the pile of <laughs> gifts before he took his seat at the far end of the conference table. I highlighted that too. It was so goddamn funny. <laughs> She's all, what am I supposed to do with pocket lint? Mm -hmm. But they're trying. They're trying. Yeah, to they are better. trying. Yes. Oh my God. It's very funny. And she does explain to him, to them after she stops crying about, she'll help them with the media. She'll take care of booking their hotel rooms. And they're like, well, rooms are expensive. And she's like, don't you realize the power that you guys have? Because you guys are the reason that is making the circuit such a big event. Yeah. And I think she tells them they don't have to worry about paying for the rooms because she'll get the circuit to pay for them. Yeah. And she says, who wants to tell me no on, on something noble? Who wants that attention? And Dead goes, I wouldn't. You cry and it scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Then the next thing that I have is she wakes up to somebody banging on her hotel room door. She opens the door and it's dead of winter. And she's like, what's so damn important? And she's got a secret crush on Two Shots. Mm -hmm. He says Two Shots has a girl in his room. And her heart just broke. And she's like, what? And he's all, the look on your face is awesome. You love him. They were getting some bad publicity about her 
Mm-hmm. Being manager. Dating the man that killed her husband. That was bad. That's the rumor. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though it's not happening at this point, but that's the rumor. So then, yeah, then this happens and she flips the fuck out and I loved it. Yeah. He goes, you love him. And, and then he goes, also, you're not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. It was so funny. So she's trying to put her pants on and she goes, who is it? And he says somebody named Noni. And she was, she's a barrel racer too, or something. Isn't she? Yeah. She knows her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's like freaking out that it's her. Yeah. I think she says that she's been with everybody or something along those lines. Yeah, she calls her a hoe bag. And Deb <laughs> says to her, in her defense, everyone's had all the barrel racers. You used to be one yourself. You should yeah. know how easy your kind is. And I thought, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so then she storms over to Two Shots' room, bangs on the door. He opens it, but he's alone, right? But she's still freaking out, like checking the closet under the bed. She's like, where is she? I know she's in here. Yeah, and she thinks to herself, he looks like Adonis and a demigod, a perfectly sculptured specimen of a man. And then he looks over down the hall at Quick Draw, and he's in his box, or just, and he's just going back into his room. They're terrible. Oh, they, yeah. They're exactly like I... If I had to imagine them, this is what their behavior would be. Mm -hmm. The three bull shifters are kind of like unruly frat boys. Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying to, what is that expression? She's trying to herd a flock of birds or they're just so out of control. Mm -hmm. They really are. So then I think they end up talking in the hallway, right? They sit in the hallway and talk to one another. Yeah, he tells her I didn't sleep with her and and Dead of Winter still hanging out there and he's eating a bag of candy and watching the whole thing. (laughs) And he's all, "Uh uh-huh. And he two shots looks at him and goes, get out! And just slams the door. And he's all, why did you come in here like a little hellion? I don't remember what her response was, but I have some stuff highlighted from later in their conversation. Well, she says, I don't know. Yeah, she can't fess up to the truth, can she? Yeah, and he's all, the least you can do, woman, is woman up and answer me. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you have highlighted? I think this is in the same conversation. He tells her while they're talking in that hallway, they're kind of being honest with each other in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. He says, I looked for you. I always did every rodeo but you didn't go to a single one after he passed Mm. i figured i ruined rodeos for you took away something else you loved because he knows that she loved her husband but she also loved the rodeo because she was in that herself right and then later on in the conversation she confesses to him which i thought this was interesting she says i wasn't the only girl crying at Tarek's funeral yeah guess he had a girlfriend on the side or something Well, besides having a girlfriend on the side, he tells her, I love her and I'm leaving her for, I'm leaving you for her. But I don't think Two Shots knew that. Nobody really knew that, right? No, but thinks that. She doesn't tell him that. She just says there was another girl there. I don't think she wants to ruin his, tarnish his memory Mm -hmm. since he's passed anyways. But she also doesn't want two shots down to feel guilty about everything that's going on. Sure, it was tragic that her husband died the way he did, but she wasn't necessarily as broken up about it because she wasn't really in a good place with him 
anyways. Yeah, and then he's very honest with her and tells her, you know, his his dad was an asshole. Wasn't his mom a cow shifter? I'm like, well, wouldn't she have to be a cow shifter? Because I don't know anything about mate and bulls, but I would think they need a cow. Wait, well, (laughs) one real quick thing about his mom being a cow shifter. Yeah. Is that people will say insults to him, like, your mom's a heifer, and he would just be like, well, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. What was I going to say? Oh, he tells her about his dad and how his dad used to cheat on his mom all the time. And he he says to her, I watched him drain her. And then he would reel her back in with his toxic bullshit, swear to change. And he never would. He understands what happened. From He hates his father. His father was some big hotshot on the rodeo circuit. And he doesn't have anything to do with his dad because of the way he treated his mother. And people don't even really know who his real dad is because he doesn't want people to know that his dad is actually his dad because his dad was an asshole. Loved this part at the end of the chapter after they talked for a while. He said, you should go before you fall in love with me. Oh, too late. Too late. Yeah. She says, I'm the one with easy access holes on her sweatpants and wing sauce stains on my pants. You're the one in danger. Uh huh. (laughs) And I thought, oh, they're perfect together. Oh, chapter seven had something in it that I thought, oh, you must have loved this part. (laughs) I think I know exactly (laughs) what you're going to say. Yeah, go ahead. You go right ahead, miss. I think what you were going to say is he was wearing a pair of gray sweatpants gray yeah the sexiest color of sweats a man could ever wear <laughs> oh my god that's so funny i sure did highlight that as soon as i saw it yes i figured you would <laughs> he has no shirt on that's all he's got is those sweatpants mm-hmm. i also highlighted that this happens right before that a couple pages before that highlight she thinks ew she was so needy now <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because that's something I would think. Like, oh, God. Yeah. So clingy. Yes. So demanding. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, she ends up meeting the, with the guys again. And there's blood on something. And she said, what is, what's going on? And he said, well, one of the guys needed an attitude adjustment. She's like, what <laughs> do you mean? He opens up his hand. It's all full of blood. She's like, what happened? Whose blood is that? Why is he bleeding? And he's all, because I stabbed him. And she's like, you stabbed him? He's all, well, he stabbed me first. Mm -hmm. And she's like, with what? And he says, his knife. So I whooped him and stabbed him back. He didn't know why she didn't get that. They're constantly fighting with each other. And Mm -hmm. one of the bulls even likes to fight before he has to go and buck. It's really kind of a way of life for them, even considering how bad it is for them to be doing it. Mm-hmm. He ends up asking him at some point, "What? what's your name? Because no one knows his real name, apparently. Mm-hmm. What She says, what's the name everyone else knows? And he says, everybody knows him as two shots, but the family calls him diff- something different. And she's like, what is it? And he actually tells her that his name is Dalton. He says to her... Anytime you need help with anything or somebody's harassing you, you just say that word and I'll fix it, whatever it is. So he's vowing to her that he will always be there for her and help her 
because this is like a new thing she's navigating trying to be an agent because nobody's done this before. I love this part because it's so sweet that he's revealing the secret. Mm-hmm. And he says, no matter what's happening, just one word, say the word and I'll stop whatever is happening. <laughs> Why can't I meet somebody like that? Why aren't these like real men? Because real men aren't as good as this. Well, if they read stuff like this, they'd realize how to get in a woman's pants a lot easier. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Hell, I wouldn't even buy pants if I had a man like this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. Jeez, I'm never going to change. Okay. So then what happens? Um, so my next highlight is also from, it's from the page after this part where she finds out his name. I loved this. It says, it wasn't just the tragedy that bound them. The more she got to know about him, the real him, not the monster in the press, mm-hmm. the more deeply she wished to know more. She'd been dormant for years and two shots down mm. was the one who had shaken her shoulder he was the reason she was waking up. Yeah, so I honestly didn't highlight anything else until chapter 12. Well, my next thing is from chapter 16, so that's fine. Go okay. ahead, skip, skip ahead. Yeah, so they're back <laughs> in the hotel. He's on his floor. She's in her room. But they're both thinking about each other in the middle of the night to the point where she can't stand it. She's like, screw it, I'm just going to you know, get in the elevator and go down there. And she does. And when the door is open... He's standing there waiting for the elevator to go up to her. That's right. I loved that. Yeah. And she says, no shirt, gray sweatpants, riding low on his waist. His eyes were the color of night and his fists were clenched at his side. There was this loaded moment when time froze and she stayed ensnared by his hungry glaze. He just picks her up and takes her into the room, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would think would happen. Yes. He's all, just tell me it's a bad idea and I'll stop. And she tells him, I don't want you to stop. And he says, tell me we're wrong to want each other. And she says, we're not wrong. He's very concerned about her. And he says, tell me to slow down or I'll make you mine right fucking now, Cheyenne. And I'd be like, yeah, "Yeah, man, make me yours. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) might have to try a couple times it might not take the first time yes exactly (laughs) practice makes perfect yeah all right so uh they end up having great sex yes of course and it's you know a lot more tender than she thought and she loved it yes and then you get to the part where what happens um so this is just a highlight that he like a lot of shifters, he is kind of getting there with her before she's getting there in terms of your mine, oh, mine mate. yours. Yeah, the mate bond. Yeah, the mating thing. She says, you don't care, they'll think. And he says, think what? That I'm yours? And he goes, you are mine. Why would I care who sees that? I'm proud of you. Proud that you care about me back. You think those opinions out there matter to me? They don't, not even a little. When I say I don't give a fuck about any of that, I mean, I literally don't care. I care about my mom, my stepdad, (laughs) and I care about you. And she says, and your career. And that, Mm -hmm. the better I do, the better I can take care of the people whose opinions matter. He kissed her gently, like you. Someday soon, you're going to figure out what you've done to me. Oh, he was, (laughs) they they were having sexy times, actually, when he said that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
There are. She does learn more about his family and his stepfather because she thinks it was the his father that got him into the, the circuit. And he says, no, actually, my mother got remarried. My stepfather saw that I was angry and he helped me get into the circuit by training me. We He just goes on about, I really liked how he talked about his stepfather because it is possible to have a stepfather that's better than your biological father. Mm-hmm. And that this man really was who he considered his father because he was good to his mom. He was good to him and he helped him become who he is today. And so his mom is a shifter, but then I think his stepdad is just a human, right? I believe so. Yes. Anyway, then they end up, you know, getting up because they, they all have to practice and get ready for the next show. My next highlight was something I thought was funny. It's about what chapter are you in? Um, this is chapter 19. Okay, yeah, because I don't have any notes after this. My thing didn't export them. We're almost at the end of the book anyways. Um, yeah, okay. This was something she was doing as one of her manager responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But it was so funny because the guys didn't even know about this. And this whole interaction made me chuckle. It says, she pulled her phone out of her pocket and took a picture. <laughs> Why was he covering his nethers? He had jeans on. Two had never seen anyone more uncomfortable in their own skin than Quick Draw right now. What are you doing? Quick Draw groused at Cheyenne. She was poking buttons on her phone. Updating your Instagram page? I don't have one of those. <laughs> all three of you do. I made them and I post to them to make all the little buckle bunnies fall in love with you. She gestured to a pair of signs near them in the stands that read dead, dead, get in my bed. <laughs> and also quick draw for president. Those fans are my doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really good looking and sexy and she's doing whatever she can to promote them. And mm-hmm. they never in a million years would have done this. So she's doing all the media exposure. And it's working. They now are getting a following. Yeah, so they're getting fans. They're actually talking when the press are asking them questions. They're actually kind of going to the signings for the fans now. Mm-hmm. And a little bit later on, there's some picture, I think, of the two of them. He says something about her uploading it to the Instagram page. And she says, really? You want me on your page? And he says, I ain't there to pick up chicks, Cheyenne. I didn't even know I had a page. If you want the humans to see the real side of me, then put you in there. Put something that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Try not to swoon for this guy. I dare you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely agree. I only have two more highlights because we're at the end of the book. Okay. It says this. I think this was how the book ended. For two shots, she knew without a shadow of a doubt she was enough. Anything you want, she murmured, gripping the edges of his t-shirt. That's what you say to me. And I mean it. You can have anything. What if all I want is you? His smile was slow and steady, reaching his eyes and crinkling them at the corners. Handsome, handsome man. (laughs) He gently brushed a knuckle down her cheek. You already have me. Mm. And then I have one highlight from the epilogue. Okay. It says... He'd given her this herd. Cheyenne didn't walk alone anymore, and she was certain she never would again. Now she walked with beasts. Yeah. They're basically continuing the circuit, and they got their rankings, and the three guys are still in the top three. That's kind of how the book ends, right? Yeah. He gets moved up to number two. What'd you think of this book? Oh, my God. I loved this book. (laughs) (laughs) 
did you now? I read this book so quickly and I immediately read the next two in the series. Get the hell out of here. Did you really? <laughs> yes. Remember when we were talking earlier and I was like, I don't know how many highlights I have from this book because I was so in the book. Yes. I sort of space out as I'm reading and I don't highlight like I'm supposed to because it's like a homework assignment. It's not like a for me book. Mm-hmm. I loved this book, but I will say book two, which is Dead of Winter, was my absolute favorite because he's fucking hilarious. Oh, I'm going to have to read it. So for this book, I think I would give it like four and a half wet panties. Mm-hmm. I really liked that the Western romance aspect of it, but it's from the bull's perspective. I liked the forced proximity of them working together and how their relationship develops. And all the side characters were hilarious, obviously, which is why I read the other two books. Yeah, I'm going to read the next book. I was right there with you. I also realized as I am like flying through this book, oh my God, I'm forgetting to highlight. (laughs) I'm forgetting that I'm supposed to be able to talk to you intelligently about this book when we do our podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to be able to because I'm just reading it too fast. I love T.S. Joyce. She is brilliant in her portrayal of men as lovers and how they should act and the romance aspect of it. And she's so prolific in her writing. I don't know how in God's name she's able to do this over and over and over and over again. I have no idea either. And they're all so unique. Yes. And different. And she doesn't just write one type of shifter. She writes all different types of shifters and it really makes sense to how they would be. Mm-hmm. She's very creative. Yeah, I have to tell you when we first picked this book and I saw it was bulls. I'm like, bulls? I don't I don't know if I'll be able to get into it. And Lord, by the end of it, I was all about it. Well, I think she was really smart in this that she wasn't trying to make them sexy. Mm -hmm. She really went into how brutal bulls are and how macho they are and they're constantly Mm -hmm. fighting with one another. Mm -hmm. But they can balance the sweet side of it with their women and they slowly become friends with one another. I really like that too, that these men who really had a hard time controlling their anger because they were bull shifters, they end up having each other's back. And I really like that. And then it, On top of that, they all respected her and had her back too. So I would Mm -hmm. for sure give this, I would also give this four and a half wet panties. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested for you to read Dead's book. That was a full five wet panties for me. Oh my God. Okay, I'll start tonight. (laughs) What is wrong? (laughs) Yeah, I'll start that tonight because I actually had a hard time last night after I got home. Well, I was tired and achy and stuffed and everything after Christmas, but I finally, you know, I had to feed the dogs. I got in bed. I was like, I don't want to start the next book we're supposed to read. Or I did start it a little bit and I'm like, I can't do this. This is what happens to me. This is how I end up reading three books at the same time. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, I can't get into this book right now. And I really have time because I feel like it's been so long since we've done a podcast and we've only recorded what two days or three days later than we normally do. But it felt like forever. I'm like, I don't know if I remember this book. I don't know if I remember how to do this. So I convinced myself, well, I had time before we have to record the next book. So I started the book we're supposed to read next time. Then I switched over to the KF Breen book and the magical 
midlife realism book. And then I thought, I'm exhausted. I need to go to bed. I was so tired. <laughs> I went to bed because I thought I shouldn't go to bed now. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night. And and I, you know, I can justify anything. I used to say that to my customers when they were like, this is going to be a lot of money. I'd be like, if you want, I can help you with that because I can justify anything for myself. And a, a lot of times they would say, okay, go ahead. And I would tell them, you know, I just give them this feel. <laughs> it's, you don't do this every day. You've worked really hard. You deserve this. So anyway, I had a very good closing ratio and I wasn't doing it to screw them. I was doing it because I really believe that I can talk myself into anything. <laughs> so I went to bed at seven 30 last night. Oh my God. All of that to say you went to bed at seven 30. That's hilarious. Yeah. I almost forgot what I was going to say because that's how I roll. But yeah, I went to bed at seven 30. I don't think the dogs even got me up. They were so distressed that Mr. Big was so distressed that I was gone oh. for so long. He can't deal. And all I can think of is how's he going to cope when we go on vacation to Scotland? I don't know. Sounds like you need to start spending less time at home to get him accustomed to it. Oh, you're so mean. <laughs> it's true. Oh, I was thinking I need to spend more time with him and reassure him <laughs> that I love him and everything's okay. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I hate to see what you're going to do to me when I'm old and in the home. No, we shouldn't go see her because then she'll be used to seeing us. Okay. And we don't want that. We want her to be used to being alone in that old folks home. It's terrible. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly how it see now you're prepared. <laughs> oh my God. Even I was good to my mother who was not a good mother to me. So come on. <laughs> Hopefully I'll have Amelia because Amelia seems to be the only one with a heart. You stop that right now. <laughs> Oh my god she is she hugs me all the time she says hi grandma and thank you grandma and it was so funny when she put this tattoo on me yesterday can i tell you about this tattoo yes go ahead so we're having a conversation so she puts this dog paw print tattoo with markers on my wrist so there's a stencil and then she's coloring it in with this pen color and she asked me you know which one do you want what color do you want she's filling it in so i'm like so how long do these things last because i don't know why i thought they washed off oh i thought the same thing yeah and she goes, oh, a few days. I go, what do you mean a few days? She goes, yeah. She goes, it'll slowly start wearing off. And I look at it and I'm like, well, I guess I'm glad she did a decent job coloring it in because now I have this tattoo on my wrist, inside of my wrist, until it's gone. Okay, but I have one on my hand, which there's absolutely no hiding it. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And I thought when she did it, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad she's doing it kind of early because we're going to the beach later and it's going to yeah. wash off with the water. Yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> she's so funny. She's like, oh, yeah, Grandma, it'll only last a few days. I'm like, great. So I'll start reading our next book. What's it called? Um, Muscles and Monsters. Monsters yes. and Muscles. I already closed that window. So yeah. So I'll start reading that tonight. Okay. Yeah. What are you going to do today? I don't, I'm just going to relax today, I think. I might run a couple little errands. And I got some, some of my Christmas um, gifts were thread and a organizer for the thread and hoops and all these embroidery things. So yeah, I might would, try to 
organized. He was so himself. happy when he was telling me that he scored all this stuff for you, for your newest obsession. He was so proud of himself. It was really cute. Yeah, he. I just sent him my Amazon wish list, so it's not like he thought all this shit on his own. He just knows oh. how to follow the Amazon <laughs> list. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I didn't know that. I thought he, he thought of it all. No, but he did do a very good job. He got me a bunch of the stuff I wanted. He got me a Roku from the off for the office, so that I can start watching TV in the office again. And so I think I'm going to try to organize my craft stuff now that I'm getting more supplies. I tried to find the boxes that my Christmas ornaments came out of so I could put them away. I have no idea where they are. That's weird. Isn't it? I hope we didn't break them down and throw them away because I'm like, where did I put those freaking boxes? So um, we'll see. Expect okay. a phone call in a couple of days where I call you and cry and beg for you to come over and help me take that damn tree down. I didn't even take my own tree down. <laughs> okay, then I'll cry for you to send your poor husband over to help me take the tree down. First of Perfect. all, I'm not going to be able to take the tree down. Yeah, itself. they're heavy. It's heavy and it's really big. So I am for sure going to need help with that. And hopefully I'll get the, I'll listen to my audio book and I'll, take the tree down that will be my reward okay and you know what i was i just realized i'm kind of glad that we picked the book that we picked because this episode is going to come out the muscles and monsters book is going to come out january 4th and it's an exercise book so it takes place in a gym <laughs> so it's kind of perfect for the new year yeah kind of you know theme that everybody's going to be on resolutions Yes, I'm already on that one. Yeah, you're doing good. Am I? It's getting harder and harder to go, and I've I've only gone for a week. <laughs> well, don't go every day. Just go every other day or something. Girl, I'm not even doing that, but okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, yes. I'm waiting for you. That's what okay. I'm doing. All right, okay. babe. All right, you have a great day. All right, you too. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye, honey. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Mm -hmm.